Welcome to the second edition of the SCORE Innovation Podcast. Today, we are not dealing with a specific startup, but we want to better understand a hotspot of the insurtech scene. When we talk about technological innovation, this is often connected to the Silicon Valley. While the US is a hotbed for entrepreneurialism, it is in Israel where the highest concentration of startups have sprouted and where some of Silicon Valley's largest firms, including Microsoft, Intel, Apple, Google and Facebook, are investing in dedicated R&D facilities. Israel's military and its broader defense industry is considered a breeding ground for software engineers and is credited for the growth of Israel's burgeoning technology sector, which is now a global leader in automation and artificial intelligence. Valued at north of 6 billion US dollar, Israel's tech economy is comprised of around 8,500 businesses. Because the country is comparatively small, it is currently home to a population of little more than 8.5 million people, Israel's widely regarded startup nation mostly needs to go in search of business overseas. This is probably a competitive advantage, since the solutions developed are not designed for a specific market, as it is often the case in the US. But listen for yourself, I'm talking to Jilla Razi, pioneer in the insurance industry, who for some years now has dedicated himself exclusively to linking startups and insurers. So, hello, Gil Arazi from Israel. Um, how are hello, you? Hello, Bernd. I'm very good. Quite hectic situation in the world. But as we see it, we also see some uh, interesting opportunities and we are very optimistic. Gil, you gained some experience in the insurance sector before joining FinTLV as a managing director. Why don't you tell us quickly which insurance companies you have worked for and in which positions? So I started my career 25 years ago. I'm a CPA in my occupation, but I started my career as a managing director of the largest insurance company in Israel. And I've been working there, including in, with Generali for 14 years. And during these years, I've done many activities on the business side, on the uh, not just the PNC and also long-term savings and also operations and managing, I think, third of the activities of the company. In addition, I was chosen to be one of the Ulysses program team of Generali, which we studied one year around the world. And then we did uh, some uh, projects in uh, Europe and Eastern Europe on the innovation side. So after uh, 14 years on uh, Migdal and Generali, I moved to another insurance company called Phoenix and to be also a board member there. And after a long years on the business side, I crossed the lines. And my last job on the insurance industry was the CIO of the second largest insurance companies in Israel and the CEO of Cloudbit Systems, which is an IT company for insurance. And then four and a half years ago, I established uh, FinTLV. Wow. So um, this is an impressive career in the Israeli insurance industry. 
with Fintel we working for for more than four years now. As I know, Fintel B works closely with Sosa, and Sosa calls themselves a world-leading innovation network with offices in Tel Aviv and New York City. How exactly are you connected to Sosa as Fintel B? Maybe I will start with uh, one minute about Fintel V, and it will be more easy to understand. Fintel V. Venture Capital is currently the largest insurtech venture capital in Israel and one of the leading insurtech VCs globally. And we are a unique VC because we usually a VC gets their investors and invest in startup companies and help them to grow. But what we are doing is that we are doing this on the opposite side. We are working with uh, 74 insurance companies from all around the world that enables us to understand the need and to understand uh, the, the, the challenges and the pain points of the industry. And there we are going to find for them the right solutions. So we are very proactive. And in this way, we have the ability to develop new solutions for the insurance companies globally. And doing that, we're doing that also with an innovation platform that is uh, basically being built by us and together with SOSA. Because SOSA, they are doing an open corporate innovation for multi-verticals, and we are focusing on the insurance industry. And we bring the expertise, the knowledge, and the know-how of the insurance in in industry. So when we are collaborating together, we have a very strong platform of analysts and business development and facilities uh, for multi-vertical. And we bring the expertise on the insurance industry. So together, we can build something that's much more robust and much more accurate for the insurance industry. So we are partnering on these uh, innovation activities together. And we do that with multiple companies. Thanks, Gil. That helps to better understand how you are actually linked to SOSA. Gil, Israel can be certainly be called a mecca for startups. There are 6,000 startups for 8 million inhabitants, and the majority of the startups are at home in Tel Aviv. What makes Israel in general, and Tel Aviv in particular, so special for startups? Currently in Israel, we have a very strong network that supports all these companies. We have more than 300 VCs, and a lot of money is being invested in Israel on these uh, startups. We have 360 accelerators and dozens of innovation centers and incubators, and we have also 350 multinational companies building their research and development centers here in Israel. And they do so. It's, it's the biggest companies in the world like Amazon, Google, Yahoo, Facebook. All the companies that you think about, they have multinational R&D centers in Israel. Sometimes the biggest they have outside of the U.S. And they build this in order to get access to the Israeli innovation and Israeli technology. So this ecosystem made Israel the number one startup ecosystem in the world after the Silicon Valley. Of course, the number one startup per capita globally, because we are only 8 million, 9 million people, and we already have eight, more than 8,000 active startups. And number one in the world in R&D expenditure out of the GDP. So currently, Israel is number one, and the second one is only South Korea. 
So this ecosystem enables the startups to gain more and more ability to be robust and to move outside of Israel. Now, there is a huge difference between startups from Israel and startups from the Silicon Valley because the companies in the Silicon Valley, they are very much focused on the local uh, market and the U.S. market. But all the startups from Israel, 100% of them, they want to go outside of Israel because Israel has no market. It's a very small country. And that's why the Israeli startups, they want to work anywhere else in the world. It's very easy to work with Israeli companies outside of Israel, much easier than do that with U.S.-based company. Thanks, Gil. That was a really comprehensive answer. Gil, when I think of Israel, I always link Israel to cyber in connection with the startup scene. With 19% of global investment, Israel is a world leader in this field. Why are you so good here? When we see the vibrant ecosystem here in Israel, we try to understand where does it come from. Obviously, the Israeli different forces are the main source of innovation and part of a very strong enablers to this ecosystem. So we see bright kids at the age of 18, they enlist to the army, they go to the army. But at the age of 18, they get so much responsibility. They are working in small teams. They are solving difficult problems. They're getting their first entrepreneurial skills and overcoming all kinds of challenges, technological challenges and other challenges. And then when the time passes, these bright kids and bright officers, they take part as uh, instructors in high school innovation and entrepreneurial programs. And during the service, they're giving uh, the younger generation valuable tools and practices for the coming years, etc., etc. And a lot of these technologies that are being developed in the Israeli defense forces are now being used on the civil industry. And one of these huge abilities of Israel of cyber is coming out from the military and from units, the intelligence units like 8200 unit. 8100 unit and others that are continuously building solutions for Israel to protect Israel and to do uh, cyber protection and cyber prevention and also cyber which is uh, uh, offensive, not only defensive. So we can see a huge amount of people coming from the army to the industry of the cyber industry here in Israel. And that's why Israel is now, I think, uh, almost quarter of the numbers of startups and investments, global investments in cyber, are going to, uh, to Israel. Wow, this is really a promising development. Jill, besides the just discussed topic cyber, more and more unique companies, startups from the medical technology and life science sector are joining the ranks. What do you think are the most sustainable trends in this area? So, first of all, what I see is a very huge tectonic shift from PNC to life and health on the innovation activities on the global insurance market. And this shift, which is we expected to come, uh, we completely understand because at the beginning of the disruption in the insurance industry, we saw a disruption starting on the PNC. We saw companies like Lemonade. We saw all the telematics 
and many other solutions that were connected to PNC. But now in recent years, in the last two, three years, we see this shift that is moving to the health because uh, of the ability of the new uh, insurance companies to uh, adopt new technologies and innovation in one hand and because of the significant changes in the technologies that are now being uh, able to deploy in the insurance industry. So I want to give a few samples of technologies that might be used for the insurance industry and are coming from life and health. First of all, we see that there is a huge problem on aging uh, and aging population for the insurance industry. And this problem is uh, gaining more and more I would like to say traction from the industry because it involves also with commercial uh, issues like solvency too. So what we see, we are now looking at a lot of technologies that might do prevention for these elderly people and might reduce the average costs of the insurance global industry. So we are looking at technologies like uh, even Tytocare that is from distance, but not only, technologies that enables us to detect a cognitive decline like Alzheimer and other diseases of aging, and trying to solve these problems at home and not in long-term care. So we are now even involved in a few startups that in the U.S. are taking the whole serious problem of long-term care into a new way of dealing with this via technology. And enablers for these technologies are, of course, the big data and the AI. So in this case, nowadays, we are having a huge amount of data that can be supplied and can be utilized to the insurance industry from HMOs, from medical centers, from hospitals. And of course, this data is now being analyzed. And now there are new actuarial rules being built based on this technology. For example, in Israel, we have only four HMOs, and these HMOs are managing their data in the last 25 years on a digital data. Structured, mostly, sometimes unstructured, but we have gained a huge amount of data of the history of the whole country. This enables us to build a very robust data analytics and AI platforms that can answer almost any questions that is an insurance questions or actuarial question or new product for health question. For example, if I'm an insurance company and I want to build a new insurance product on the health insurance, and this product is going to last for 20, 30 years because I have a lot of uh, people that are at the age of 30 they want to buy an insurance for 30 years. Now, I am an, as an insurance company, I need to make sure that I fully understand what will uh, the future bring for me. For example, there are now at the FDA waiting for approval in the next 10 years, tons of technologies and solutions that will be approved in the next five to 10 years. How can we measure the effect of these technologies on our actuary? How can we measure these technologies on the uh, aging, on the uh, test that we will need to make to ensure uh, that our customers are doing, to the treatments, to the hospitalization, to all these ecosystems? 
So we need today, in order to write the next generation underwrite the actuary for health insurance, we need to use this data that we are having for the next future. So, for example, we can use this data and we can use and analyze all the things that are now on the FDA approval for the next five years and to make ourselves more realistic, understandable data that informs us, look, these diseases are going to cost us more dollars. These diseases are going to be solved. This is things that we can insure. This is things that we cannot insure. And I think that in the next future of the insurance, health insurance product, we're going to see more and more insurance products that are doing services and service providers and less financial insurance. Great, great, Gil. I think there's huge potential that needs to be to be discovered soon. Being in challenging, uncertain times with COVID-19, is there any health idea, solution, startup that you have discovered so far that could support stopping the spread or supporting in managing with uh, infected people? What we have understood is that in order to fight this curve and in order to be able to support the people in the country with more beds at the hospitals, we need to use technology in order to help the government to fight this COVID-19 pandemia. And that's why in Israel, we are now using two different technologies, but in combination. The first one is a technology developed by uh, cyber people, as we discussed before, and Homeland Security people. That is, I think it's partially totalitarian and not uh, democratic, but the Israeli government and the Israeli people accepted it because of the situation and hopefully we will be able to finalize this very soon. But we already started using this technology, which enables us to detect all the circles that a person was in and to see if in the last two weeks, in these circles that you were in, you met with people that has this COVID-19 virus. That means that if someone is now doing a COVID virus test and the test got positive, then the government can use his data from the smartphone and locate all the places that he was in, locate all the people that were in his surroundings for more than 15 minutes and alert them that they should go to a quarantine for two weeks until they are sure they are not infected. In this way, we can support a reduction of people that are moving with COVID-19 from one to another. That's the first thing. The second thing is that we just started to use an application that all the people are being asked to download. And this application will use also the Bluetooth device to make sure who were the people that you were in contact with in the last weeks. And it will be enabling the government to detect the people that might be infected and to ask them to be quarantined. And this will flatten the curve, hopefully, in the next week or two, yet to be seen. But I think this is the measures that we're taking most of, more or less in Singapore with very successful results. Great. These are promising, promising news, Gil. I think in these current times, we have to make sure that everyone has access to such tools. I can also say that we are having a very interesting meeting Tuesday 
with the uh, Weizmann Institute. Weizmann Institute is one of the leading uh, scientists, scientific institutes in Israel that uh, a lot of drugs came out of this institute. And we are dealing with a new, maybe, methodology to treat the COVID-19. And we're having a very interesting meetings on Tuesday to hear the, the progress on this uh, new solution. So it might be also a new solution for the COVID-19. So I think that uh, the COVID-19 problem, where is it global problem? Uh, we see this huge problem for the insurance industry because the insurance industry, not all the companies are able to give full services from distance. So we are working now with a, in an insurance company in Italy, and in Italy, you know, they're suffering a lot from this uh, virus. And we're trying to help them with uh, quick wins, as we call it. And that's what made us the understanding that we in Israel and FinTLV, we want to establish what we call first aid kit for insurance companies. And this first aid kit will include immediate solutions that are quick wins, that can be very easily implemented in any uh, insurance company. And uh, this first aid kit, we're going to provide it to any insurance company that would like to use them. <clears throat> of course, free of charge, we're not taking anything out of this. And by the way, by our business model, we never take anything from the startups, not equity for free, not, com not, not commissions, not nothing. And uh, this, of course, also first aid kit is going to be provided freely. Uh, it's our, we, we believe that these are times that we need to bring value to the ecosystem and uh, to help any insurance company that needs support in their activities. We can give them a lot of solutions. So everybody is welcome to uh, write me directly to my email. And we have, I think, tens of quick win solutions that might be helpful for your distribution channels, for your services, for third parties management, for claims management, anything. And very, all of them are uh, quick wins. This is a great offer. I'm getting directly in contact with you. I'll make sure the uh, people who listen to this podcast can get access to your email. Gil, that was sure. a very, very, very interesting talk we had. I only can say thanks so much for giving further information on the Israeli startup scene development on COVID-19 offerings on things that make your health system so special. And I can tell you, we will closely follow up and try to identify how to best work and consider Israeli startups. Due to one reason you mentioned, uh, we for continental Europe and APEC need startups that are not that much focused and that have a solution that is transferable to the local needs. Thanks for giving us your insights and giving us your time. Stay healthy, Gil. Thank you very much. Stay healthy. Be positive. Things are going to be much better in uh, one, two months uh, ahead.